Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. So summer is here. I know school finished, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but actually this weekend in Northern Ireland with the 12th of July next week, most offices are closed with stat holidays. And this weekend always feels a bit like the start of the summer. So even if you're just off for a few days um, this week, this kind of feels like the start of the summer. And I wonder what you think of whenever you think of summer. What is it that drops in your head um, this image of what the summer should look like? Maybe for kids and young people, you know, you're out of school, school's done, exams are finished, you don't have to worry about putting on that uniform. It's good. But sometimes after a week or so, you know, boredom can set in, can't it? And we can miss our friends a bit. And for parents, You're also glad, if you're anything like me, that the school routine is done. Bit of relief comes with that. Don't have to have maybe the early mornings and the shouting to get people out of bed. You're glad that you don't have to have the arguments about homeworks and revision. But also, there might be that sense of dread and fear as to how am I going to get through the next six to eight weeks? How am I going to manage? childcare and entertaining the kids, which doesn't involve 10 hours on the PlayStation or the Xbox or a tablet or a phone. For most of us, the summer, there's something lovely about the summer. It just brings a different pace. It brings a slower pace that allows us to see things and enjoy things in a different way. But if we're honest, at the start of the summer, there's this sense of expectation of what it should like, like, a sense of expectation of what summer holidays should be like, of what family holidays should be like. Here are some of the images that jump into my head. That's what I think the family holiday should look like. Resonate with anybody? But often, this is my reality. (laughs) Any of these resonate with anybody? And for all you dads out there who try to smooth it over and make it all be okay, this one's for you. (laughs) Can we just acknowledge that more often than not, we have this sense of expectation, and then there's the reality. Now, if you have the summer sorted, I applaud you. Please come and speak to me afterwards because I have a lot to learn. But for most of us at this time of year, I don't know about you, but I almost dread people asking me what I'm doing for the summer. Um, Because if I don't have this story of where I'm going or what I'm doing, or even when I get to the end of the summer and people say to me, so how was your summer? There's this sense and weight of expectation that I have to have the brilliant story to tell or the wonderful, um, you know, family pics to put on social media. There's this weight of expectation. And then my reality doesn't quite 
match that weight of expectation that I feel. And it doesn't have to be about summer, it could be about anything. It could be about when I just get to that point, when I just have that prayer answered, when, when we can just move through that and get to that next stage, it'll all be okay. Sometimes your lived experience doesn't match the weight of expectation that we feel and put upon ourselves or what we, what we think others might be expecting of us. And disappointment and resentment and even anger can come when our expectations are not met. Now, we've heard the story of Mary and Martha, and thank you to Sarah for all that she did with the kids there. Wasn't that just great? And we've seen the video, but I'm going to read the passage now from Scripture. So join with me, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And it says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And let's just have a moment just to pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, just as it's been read publicly today, Lord, we ask your blessing upon it and that it would be a living word to each of us and that it would not return void to you today. For your honor and glory, we pray. Amen. Now, there's a few general things that I want to say about this passage before um, looking at what God might specifically be saying to us today. We've had the the children's story, we've seen the video, and this passage is really familiar, I'm sure, to most people, if not all of us who are gathered here this morning. And the challenge when you read a familiar passage is you can quickly move over it, because you've heard it before, you know the point, and actually you can begin to just shut off and turn off. Can I encourage you not to do that this morning? Can I encourage you to lean in? Because God's word is a living word. And actually, he is speaking today. And he has something that he wants to encourage you with and challenge you with today. Can I say to all you Marthas out there who have heard this story already this morning and have just felt a little bit overwhelmed and here we go again, I'm going to get a wee bit scolded here because I'm a Martha. I'm a Martha. I'm a Martha. I am a doer. I'm an organizer. I'm a planner. I love to host people and I love to look after them well, which is what Martha is seeking to do in this passage. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Can I encourage you not to switch off either? Because actually, Jesus would want to say something to you today. 
And to all of you who hear this story and think it's okay not to do tasks or to help out with household chores um, or to help with the preparations of hosting people, can I just say this passage is not licensed for those things? This, and I don't want to hear anybody over the summer, and this is particularly to my children, um, to say at the start of the summer, it's okay, mom, I'm choosing the better thing. No, <laughs> definitely not. This passage is not about license or an excuse not to help out and to give, to do your share. But can I encourage you also to lean in and hear what the Lord would speak to you today? Okay, so back to the passage. Jesus and his disciples are on their way somewhere. They were on a journey. Do you notice that? Martha's house wasn't actually the destination. And so often that we read in the Gospels, Jesus is on journeys. And when he's on the way, on journeys, on the way to do something, encounters happen. And already, I begin to think, Lord, what are you saying to me? Because encounters often happen on the journey, not just when we get to the destination. And I'm already hearing Jesus say something like, don't be so focused on the destination. Don't be so focused on when you get to that place, when that prayer is answered or whatever, that actually you miss the encounter with Jesus. You miss the secret moment that can happen on the journey. So Jesus and his disciples come into the village and Martha opens up her home to them. She's hospitable. She offers a safe place, a meal, a place to rest so that they're well looked after and cared for so that they can do the next stage of their journey. Now, it's important to realize that this wasn't just for a few hours or just to have a meal. It would have been custom in the Middle East at the time of Jesus that when um, you were offering hospitality to visitors, they would have remained and stayed there for at least a three-day stay. So can you imagine the scene now? And why Martha was a bit frantic and why she was busy getting things ready, beds to arrange, the house to sort, food to prepare, this wasn't just one person for one meal. This was at least 13 people who were coming for the equivalent of a mini break um, that was unplanned, unthought of, and unprepared for. So can you now imagine what that was like? Can you imagine if that happened to you this summer? 13 people arriving unplanned, unscheduled, unprepared for staying for a mini break. Yeah. To entertain and provide spaces of protection and provision in the time of Jesus would have been considered to be a sacred duty. Martha, in wanting to do and give of her best to look after her guests, is not just about keeping up with the Joneses. It's not just about having everything just right. It's because it was actually a sacred duty duty. It was an act of worship in Jewish custom, and I imagine that that is part of what compelled Martha to be busy, 
It's what compelled her to actually want everything to be right. So Martha was distracted by all the things to be arranged and prepared. She was distracted by this sense of wanting to make it right and proper for her guests, to fulfill her obligations, to fulfill her sacred duty, to do what was expected of her, what she expected of herself and what others expected of her. And there was nothing wrong with these things in of themselves, but I wonder had she forgotten the reason why. I wonder if she was missing the very thing that was in front of her. Had she become so focused on the external things, the demonstrations of what it means to be hospitable, the demonstrations of her sacred duty rather than the reason behind them. She focused on those things and she was missing the thing that was right in front of her missing the very one who was here to be worshipped. And I wonder sometimes, and I say this to myself as much as I say it to everyone gathered here and who's listening online, I wonder do we so often get caught up with the expectation of what summer should look like that we actually miss the thing that's right in front of us? We have this sense of what it should look like, the beach, the book by the pool, the family activity, that we forget the very reason and the purpose in which holidays have been given. For some reasons on the screen there, you'll see holidays are to give a break from work and normal routine. They're supposed to give us rest to provide opportunities of connection with family and friends. They're about time to be together, to enjoy each other's company. They're also about connection spiritually and to take time to enjoy God and the things that he has given us and to take time to be with him. So rather than meeting the criteria of what the perfect summer holiday time would be, I wonder, could these things be our measuring stick this summer? Could these be the things that are our priorities and measures of success this summer? So when we get to the summer and somebody says to us, how was your summer? We can look at this list and think, actually, how did I take a break? Where did I get rest? Where were my moments of connection with those that I love? Where were my moments of connection and encounter with my Lord? Martha becomes frustrated, resentful, and even angry because she's been left with everything to do. And she even rebukes Jesus for not intervening. Aren't we sometimes like Martha? Frustrated, bothered, annoyed, that things aren't the way that we would want them to be, that we had intended, that we had expected them to be. And worse than that, others aren't actually noticing and they're not helping either. We can get upset about many things that we can forget the reason why. And we can miss 
the very thing that is right in front of us. And we can begin to sin in attitude and even in our communication and behaviors to others. And if that's touching a nerve with anyone this morning, I would just ask that you notice it. Notice that actually it's touching. And actually bring it to the Lord in prayer and seek forgiveness, repent and seek forgiveness. Jesus knows that Martha is worried and upset by many things. He sees it, he acknowledges it, but he doesn't go for a deep and meaningful about it. He doesn't weigh up the pros and cons of doing the dishes and sitting. He doesn't take it any further. He simply says, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better. What is the one thing that is needed for you this summer? What is the one thing that is needed for you? What is the one thing that is needed for your family this summer? What is the better thing that you can choose? Because there's lots of things that we can choose. But actually, what is the better thing that you can choose at the start of this summer season? What are the things that can help give you a break, can give you rest, can give you connection, can give you encounter with Jesus? Rick spoke last week about... um, you know, the, the building of the temple and preparing for that. And when I listened to that, I, I felt the challenge to recenter on God's presence, to think about how I was intentionally planning to recenter on his presence, to create, to create space for encounter for me individually, but also for us as a family and for us collectively. And so I wonder how I can arrange my summer in order for those things to happen. I wonder how you can arrange your summer to recenter on his presence. Maybe rather than getting busy um, with filling the diary and getting distracted and worried and upset about many things, that actually what we need to do is to sit and to listen. Mary chose to sit at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. She chose that, lingering in his presence. And in doing so, she actually goes against society's standard of what was expected of her as a woman. She chooses not to stay confined to the usual women's quarters or the role that was expected of her in that day. And Jesus says to her, you have chosen well. In spite of the fact that women were not supposed to be sitting at the feet of the rabbi teacher. And I wonder, are we hearing the whisper of Jesus again to us all to not follow the pattern of what is expected? To not follow and give in to the weight of expectation that we put on ourselves or what others might think it should be like, but actually to choose Jesus.
because it is Jesus who is the one who gives us real rest. He is the one who gives us connection. He is the one who gives us deep joy. He is the one who restores us. Mary chose. We have a choice this summer to choose the better thing, to choose what is needed. Not what is expected, but what is needed. To choose Jesus. And as the band come up and as we draw things to a close, let's just take a moment just to reflect, actually, what would it mean to choose Jesus in this place? As I was preparing for um, this morning, I just kept feeling this weight of expectation. And I don't know whether that's you this morning and whether it's the weight of expectation to do with how the summer should look like or the weight of expectation of other things. But Jesus would say to you this morning, actually, only one thing is needed. Come, come, choose me. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.